Yeah, we can't leave until she dances with Dr. Bear. Okay. So, yeah. Come on, let's cut a rug. Come on. There we go. Yeah, kick the leg and everything. That's hospital volunteer Victor Hickman and his tall, furry friend bringing cheer to a young girl at Cardin Children's Medical Center in Mesa, Arizona. In that little audio clip, what we can't hear is one person who was in the room, and at the time, she was larger than life, 23-year-old Salima Martin. That's par for the course in these delightful moments when Salima's in character. Now, just to set the stage, I want to share a few fascinating things about Salima. She was born in Bulgaria and lived in an orphanage until she was adopted into the U.S. at the age of five. Salima has Asperger's syndrome. That's a developmental disorder many medical experts consider to be on the autism spectrum. She also has a secret identity. Some, including me, would even go as far as to say she's a real-life superhero. By day, Salima serves as a patient transporter at Cardin Children's and Banner Desert Medical Center in Mesa, safely moving young patients from treatment areas to recovery rooms. But when her work shift ends, she quietly slips on her giant fuzzy brown costume, complete with a white lab coat and an oversized stethoscope, to become Banner Children's lovable mascot. This is Banner Health's storytelling podcast, Bedside Stories, highlighting some of the most emotionally compelling experiences that take place behind the scenes in healthcare. Today we bring you episode three, Dr. Bear. I had about two pages worth of questions to ask Salima when I first met her. I'll be honest, one in particular had me sweating a little. I wasn't sure how to bring up Asperger's syndrome in a tactful way. It's certainly nothing to be embarrassed about, but I just thought, what if she's really shy about this facet of her life? Well, it turns out, Salima is one of these people you meet and instantly feel like you've known for years. She walked right up to me and introduced herself, and within a minute or so, she asked, would it be okay if we talk about Asperger's on this podcast? Here's Salima to do just that. Uh, most people uh, see that as, as high-functioning autism. Uh, there are people that will mistakenly refer to it as mild autism, and that is simply not the case for the person who has Asperger's. That might be the case for you, but not for them. Um, and uh, there's just uh, things that I struggle with on a daily basis, you know, so things that my bosses will have to help me out or, you know, other coworkers will have to help me out with social cues and and everything like that. Uh, well, some other things that I struggle with, well, uh, you know, with that um, head tick, my head will move side to side, and I just kind of do that without knowing it. And um, But other things I struggle with is um, I have no bubble, so I... I don't have a personal space issue at all, but other people do have a personal space issue. Um, and so sometimes I'll get too close to them and they have to remind me, hey, step back. Um, and also I enjoy hugging people, um, but I also have to realize that not everyone likes hugs. So if I have offended someone by hugging them, then I need to correct that by apologizing to them and and saying, I'm sorry, I just got too excited to see you. Um, 
And, you know, sometimes I will, you know, make some weird noises. Like, I like making this duck noise. You know, just a duck noise. Um, uh, and uh, sometimes I'll make it without, I will just make it without noticing, but then right as I notice, then I will stop immediately. Um, so uh, there's just a lot of things that that I do struggle with, but then I have to learn to cope with it and control it so I can be an effective uh, member of the Banner Health team. You, you know, I struggle with a lot, but then I also came up with this awesome idea um, and I believe that if I can come up with it too, then you, you can come up with something great. If you have some sort of cognitive disability. The roots of that awesome idea, the ever joyful Dr. Bear, grew from Salima's fun experiences as a high school mascot. When she started working for Banner three years ago, she really embraced the chance to make a difference in people's lives. Salima realized Banner didn't have a mascot, so she thought, why don't I create one? Uh, I had to come up with a proposal. It took about four months because I had to come up with a security plan, um, you know, so everyone would know who was in the mascot at all times. Uh, and then, uh, you know, where we would wear badges and everything, just so if people were really curious, they would know. Uh, and then an infection prevention plan, how to keep the suit clean. Uh, and uh, uh, because everything has to be as sterile as possible. And so we came up with that kind of plan. I had to uh, arrange a meeting with the infection prevention team, and we worked out some nice plans, uh, and then what to do if children get scared because n not every child likes mascots, uh, and so that was pretty cool. And then I had to be back and forth in email with Laura Robertson, our CEO, uh, and then the other uh, top dog members of our team, and uh, pretty soon they arranged a meeting where I would be meeting with about 10 of them um, I presented the whole idea. I had to wear a dress and everything, and they liked it. They approved it. They bought a suit, and so now I'm the mascot, and we found Mr. Victor as my handler. Salima also had to go through the thorough process of becoming a volunteer, since she donates her free time while visiting kids as Dr. Bear. And so the whole entire process literally took nine months, so it's really my baby. Salima's also quick to point out that many other folks also play a big role in the mascot's success. That includes the volunteer services and child life services teams, as well as our good friend Victor, who is always right by Dr. Bear's side. Uh, I am considered the mascot handler, so when she's unable to see the things around her, I'm there to help direct her. I'm help to read the situations every time we go into class the rooms and read the kind of the way the family is interacting with themselves and with us. You know the exciting part that I have that I find is the teenage girls that I thought would kind of be more standoffish uh, they are very excited about Dr. Bear. 
Um, and then the things that touch my heart are the Down syndrome kids that seem to just light up when they see Dr. Bear. I recently got to tag along on a few of their visits to young patients at the hospital. One of the things that really struck me was the way Victor and Salima adapt so quickly to each child's situation. Some kids squeal and delight at the chance to dance with a good doctor. Others might be less mobile, recovering in their beds. In these cases, Dr. Bear does the dancing for them, and Victor hands out upbeat stickers. A little encouragement from a friendly fella and a furry face goes a long way. We'll be back next week, but hopefully you won't be here. All right? So, all right? You get strong, go home, all right? Sounds good? All right. Thank you. And, uh, you know, we just, we'll get down on one knee, we'll hug the kiddos, um, and sometimes we'll check their heart with a stethoscope that we have. Um, it just kind of all depends, and sometimes the kids get really excited, and uh, sometimes not, but that's okay. When Salima's transporting children around the hospital during her work shift, she keeps an eye out for kids who might be having an especially tough day. Uh, sometimes I'll also say, hey, I think I heard from around the grape grapevine that our, our children's mascot will be coming uh, will be coming to visit you if I know that it's a floor that we visit, you know, without them knowing that I'm the one who's the mascot. Um, and uh, so it's just pretty cool because you can, you can make their day. You know, tell you the truth, when I first met Salima, I was kind of questioning, you know, how this was going to work out uh, with the little ticks that she had and with the different uh, mannerisms that she had. Um, never being around somebody that uh, had a condition that she has. So I was very skeptical of how this was gonna work out, not understanding the intelligence that she has in reading people and situations, uh, seeing how kids react to her so she knows how to react to them and the way that she just moves through the different situations and people. Honestly, it makes my heart swell with pride because the fact that these children are going through things that no person, let alone a child, should have to go through, um, that I'm able to make their day um, and I'm able to bring a smile to their face. And um, that, and that also helps out the parent as well because, um, you know, when they see that their child who's in pain and, pain and suffering, when they see that child happy for even just a split five seconds, then that parent gets happy too because that parent has been stressed all, you know, about the, the plan of care for their children, how their children is going, how their children will um, you know, recover, and they're just able to see um, that spark in their child's life. 
There's talk of bringing Dr. Bear to visit other Banner Children's patients in Arizona, like Banner Thunderbird and Glendale and Diamond Children's in Tucson. Wherever Salima and Victor take the lovable mascot, they know they'll get back just as much joy as they give to the kids they visit. And I just like to have, have energy. I like to have passion for my job. Um, I just want to be the um, typical employee that Banner hires. Bye, Dr. Bear. Bye-bye. For Banner Health, I'm Corey Schubert, and this is Bedside Stories. For more stories like this, we invite you to subscribe to this podcast. Please leave a review, let us know what you think, or leave a note on social media, and we'd love for you to share your favorite episodes with friends. For more information about Banner Health, visit us online at BannerHealth.com. Until next time, thanks so much for listening.